If you're doing a membership, just make sure you do what actually works for you. Because I think you can see what other people that have memberships are doing, but that's might not always, I do things opposite of what a lot of people are doing right now because it's just doesn't work for me. And I, I think that members actually appreciate that. Welcome to the podcast for anyone who has been known as that teacher. That teacher who is always dreaming up new ideas. That teacher who has an Instagram account. That teacher who goes on TikTok to share the latest teaching trends. That teacher who isn't afraid to try new things. We're Megan and Alyssa, and we were both known as that teacher before we started our ed tech company, Pop PD. If you're an educator who's been looking for something more, more opportunities to lead, grow, and inspire others, we are here to show you the newest pathways to leadership for modern educators. We'll interview teachers who have taken their leadership beyond the four walls of their classroom to become thought leaders in the online space. You'll hear about the ups and downs of their experience sharing their educator journey online, and we hope you'll be inspired and re-energized by their unique stories. Heidi is the go-to resource for hundreds of thousands of parents and educators on TikTok and Instagram, and she leads a membership where she shares resources and trainings on the science of reading. In this episode, Heidi talks to us about how she's built a successful business by following her own instincts. Heidi tells the story of how she put herself out there even when faced with criticism and pushback and how she used that pushback to create more content and find the exact right resources her people needed. Like so many educators, Heidi is driven by her mission and she uses that to guide her business as well. So let's dive in. Both the Extracurricular Podcast and That Teacher Podcast are brought to you by the team at Pop PD. Our mission is to empower teachers to connect with one another around sharing teaching strategies, tips, tricks, and ideas you actually want, creating a learning experience as dynamic as you are. We know you need access to ongoing, relevant resources to support your teaching career, and it's our mission to help you feel fully supported as a modern educator. Check out our platform now at poppd.co to sign up for your free interactive workspace where you can access ideas and strategies for teaching, organize your favorite teaching ideas, and add your own notes and to-dos to keep everything in one easy-to-access spot. We have new challenges every month to help inspire you on topics like podcasting with your students and using ChatGPT to make communicating with families easier. If you're a school leader or instructional coach in charge of PD, you'll love our platform for curating your own PD library from our content or easily adding your own content to share with your teachers. And of course, we have a community space where you can come together with other teachers around the world to get advice, to laugh, to cry, to vent, whatever you need. It's off of Facebook. It's our little corner of the internet where we can be ourselves. Just click the community button on poppd.co and we'll see you there. We are here on That Teacher Podcast with Heidi from Dropping Knowledge with Heidi. We just did an amazing episode on the extracurricular podcast all about the science of reading. And you definitely want to go give that a listen. But here we're going to kind of dig into the background of how Heidi ended up here sharing her ideas online. So welcome, Heidi, to That Teacher Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Yay. All right. So let's dive right in. You told us a little bit about this on the extracurricular podcast, but now we can kind of really dig in. You talked about how you became interested in the science of reading and that you started sharing it online. But talk to us about like, what what was that like? When was the first time you opened, I'm guessing it was your Instagram page and said like, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to talk about this here. How did that happen? Yeah, it wasn't. It was TikTok. That's why I said TikTok is kind of like my main thing. I started there. Um, I was not going to download TikTok, okay? Like not happening. I am not going to be on this app where these kids are just dancing. Um, and I, A lot of people don't know, but I have an older child. Um, I don't know. It was maybe 17 at the time. It's like, you need to get on it. It's funny. There's funny stuff. Da, da, da. Well, COVID um, you know, during COVID is like, well, what else is there to do? So, okay. And then after I downloaded it, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. There's some fun stuff. Um, but I'm not going to be posting here, you know? Um, and then, um, I don't know what, why I decided to do it, but I had, um, done a video reading with my son and, uh, I posted it and it got like 250,000 views. And I was like, people on TikTok want, like care about reading? What? <laughs> it was so weird. And so I was like, okay, maybe they, they want to learn more. And maybe I'll start like just talking about what I'm learning. Because at that time, I had just started learning about the science of reading too. I was just fresh, you know, from balanced literacy, trying to learn all the things. Um, so I started posting more. And then somebody said something about Instagram. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, maybe people on Instagram want to hear about it too. And I went to Instagram and at that time, there was mostly just specialists sharing about the science of reading, like dyslexia specialists or reading specialists, speech paths. And as a classroom teacher, I felt like, where's the teachers? Where, you know, because we need to know this stuff too. It's not just for kids with dyslexia are kids who are in speech. It's for everybody. And so there was very few teachers sharing at the time. So I thought, well, I'll just start. I'll just start. And, you know, if people want to hear it, then cool. If they don't, then they don't. And uh, it was very rocky at first there because I was saying things that went against what a lot of the teacher Instagram was about. So that was a learning curve as well, is learning to deal with what is social media. So... Yeah. I think polarizing topics actually can be, it's actually the best part of social media because it gets you to stretch your thinking. But as a creator, it's terrifying because you're also dealing with pushback. And so it's really brave to come out and say what you really think and be prepared for that pushback. But it also broadens the conversation. So it's good on so many levels, but I, I feel that it is tough and you do have some hot takes. So you probably got a lot of opinions. How did you deal with that? And did you get negative feedback and pushback? Oh, yes. I still do all the time. It was very hard at first because it scared me. And then at first, my first reaction was, I'm going to delete this post because everyone's disagreeing with it. But then I would go and I would look at what they said. And it actually pushed me to learn more. I was learning a ton because I was trying to respond to comments with evidence because I'm not, I didn't want to just argue with people, right? I wanted to just show and share the evidence that's there. And so I would go do some research and find, you know, how I could back up what I was saying with true evidence and true research. And then I would, you know, respond with that. So I kind of made that like my thing is like, okay, if somebody says something, just 
you know, if I don't know the answer, go look it up or, you know, make sure that I'm responding with just facts and not getting into, you know, and, and there's a lot of times even still now that people will just want to argue just to argue. And so then I just stop. And I also have this rule right now that if a video gets over a certain amount of views, I just stop reading the comments because that at that point you're getting people who are not in the education field who probably don't even have kids and just want to um, say something rude. You know, they'll say something even about my appearance or, you know, just these low blows. And it's like, I'm not even here to talk about that. So I, you know, so I just stop um, reading the comments after a certain you know, number of views on videos, but it's really actually made for some really good conversations and a lot of learning on my part as well. I would guess it probably inspires content too, not the comments on your looks necessarily, but like a comment that actually did get you to pull out the evidence now becomes a new TikTok video or a new Instagram post. And so by putting yourself out there, you're actually creating more opportunities to talk about that thing, which is awesome. Yeah, it definitely does give you more content ideas. And especially now that I'm more confident in my knowledge of the science of reading before I was just, you know, it's scary at first. So if you're first just sharing and getting a lot of pushback and things like that, it can be scary. But once you're, you know, a little bit more confident in what you're sharing, and I know that anything I share, I can back up with evidence or research. So knowing that is has been very helpful in taking those comments and turning them into learning experiences for everyone. And just to jump in on that too, it makes me think of one of the first things you said was that you thought to yourself, I'm just going to get started, you know, and, and you did, you just got started. You had this interest, you had a certain level of expertise, of experience. You, you, I think like a lot of people, a lot of people listening, I know I felt this way when I started my business was, am I an expert? I don't know if I'd call myself that. You had an initial level of experience, you know, passion for the topic, problems that you were solving in your classroom that you were able to speak on, but it took you starting to then actually continue to build and make that expertise even stronger, build your own confidence, you know, develop the, the business and, and all the things that you, you know, that you're working towards now. So I think that that's, you know, just important to re remind ourselves too, is it can feel scary to start. And your competence is going to grow, you know, not only in business, but also in your in your area, right? Putting yourself out there is only going to expose you to more ideas and, and get you kind of in that groove. So I, I love that as a lesson, too, from kind of what you said. And just have to say to when you were saying about the expert thing, I actually had in my bio for the longest, I put not an expert <laughs> because I was like, people were coming for me like I was an expert. And if I said one wrong thing, it was like, they're, you know, cancel, I'm canceled. I'm done. Like she's just spreading misinformation, but I was trying to show that you can learn and you can grow and not everybody, you don't have to be perfect. And so I literally in my bio was said, not an expert. <laughs> yep. Embrace it. I yep. love it. So when was the turning point that you thought, okay, let me make some money from this? Like, let me, or, or was that a turning point for you? Or did you just start creating things because you were trying to give more resources? Yeah, it was never my intention to create anything. And for the longest, you know, people would comment, well, where can I get a resource like this? Or where can I get this or that? And I'm like, you don't need it. You don't need anything, you know? And then I was like, well, they just want stuff. So maybe I'll just, you know, my very first thing that I created was um, a starter pack 
And I said, a starter pack for non-experts on phonological and phonemic awareness. And I just broke down everything I was saying in my videos into like this 20 page document. And I started sharing that. And I also started as a nonprofit with Literacy and Justice for All, and I still have that website up there. I still do. I have t-shirts that all the proceeds go towards literacy initiatives and all that stuff. But then I had to separate that from the resources that I was creating. You know, I wanted to make sure, you know, I have this charitable side, but I also have this side where, you know, this is not part of the nonprofit. If you feel like you need this resource, and I still stand by that today, if my resources are not for you or you don't need a resource, you don't don't buy it. And so I do say that, and a business person might say, you shouldn't be saying that, but I, I do, you know? And so it was never the goal to create a business or be a business or anything like that. It just was like, I wanted to create these things for people who kept asking, they kept asking for them. They wanted things and they wanted resources and they wanted, you know, I think that makes it easier a lot of times to teach using evidence because you have this resource that if you just use this, now you're aligned to the evidence. And so it just kind of, went from there. I think what's important there is that you, again, just started. If you start creating something because somebody is asking for it, then you're, you're just responding to sort of like that feedback loop. A lot of times people jump into it in the opposite way. They create something that they think people want, but they didn't take the time to do the research and really find out what do people really need? What do they really want? that market research that you were really kind of doing and maybe didn't know you were doing it on TikTok at first was it was just dictating exactly what your people needed so that you could just make what they needed and you weren't guessing your idea was already validated people need this but that's since evolved for you into you know you well let me back up were those resources did you sell them on teachers pay teachers and then this has also evolved into a membership so how did that all take place Yeah. So I do think it's important to listen to your audience. So if you're posting on social media, what are they, what are they commenting? What are they asking about? Because that's, that's literally driven everything that I have right now. I started on TBT, but then I created a website and have my resources there as well, because parents, I I want to help parents help their kids learn how to read as well. And they don't have a TBT. So they were asking, where can I get this? And then, you know, I had them start asking about creating a TPT account and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I should have them available for parents somewhere else too. So I created a whole website for that. And then I had a lot of people, I had a big bundle that was available with like all the resources in it. Right. And I started getting emails from people saying, well, how do I use these things? Like, it's overwhelming for them to download a resource with 90 plus things in it. Now there's more than that um, and know what to do. And so they're like, is there a guide? Is there this? Is there that? And so that's where the membership came from because I was like, okay, if I could put everything in one place where it's easy for people to navigate and then I can also add in like, little videos on how to use this or trainings too, right? Because like on TikTok, now you can do longer videos, but I don't. Um, And so I still keep mine short, one minute here, one minute there. And then you have people scrolling, trying to find all the information. So I was getting questions about that too. Like, where can I learn more about this? 
So now we have longer trainings in the membership. All of my resources are in the membership and they're all laid out on how to, you know, so it's like if you're somebody who is overwhelmed by trying to find the information on all these different platforms or doesn't want to just download a bunch of resources and not know what to do with it. Well, now there's this for you as well. So literally everything that I've done has come from those people. Like, I guess you said a market research I didn't know I was doing, <laughs> but listening to what the people, you know, needed. Sounds like you have more business savvy than you think you do. <laughs> you did a lot of things right. Good. <laughs> a lot of times people will, will come to me and say, you know, I don't know why somebody would buy from me when I give all this stuff away on social media. I already give I already give all this information out. Or should I be gatekeeping on social media? And the thing is that people will pay for that roadmap. That's what you were just kind of talking about. It's like they they still want it laid out in this nice way where they can actually follow it and not have to dig around for different things. So take the pressure off yourself. Don't gatekeep. Say what you want to say on social media because they will still see value in that, having that full roadmap. And I think that's important to do that too because I, for me, I don't want people to think like I'm just trying to sell something because like I'm literally not. My goal is to help kids learn how to read and I give away everything for free. You can get it for free on Instagram. You can get it for free on TikTok. You can get it for free on my website, YouTube, wherever you want to go. It's for free. And if you don't want to hear it from me now, thankfully, there's other people sharing as well. So it's all there. But if you don't want to search there, you know, then you can. So yeah, don't gatekeep, you know, share the information, but there's still going to be a lot of people who will see that one little bit of information that you gave and like, oh, that's going to really you know, entice them to want to learn more. So they're going to go to your page. They're going to start looking and then they're going to, you know, some people will feel like they want that roadmap and they want it all in one place and they want it all laid out for them. And then now, okay, for those people where that's beneficial, now I have this. What do you think about the membership offer? Do you still like it? Do you still feel like that's the right setup for you? A lot of people have gotten into creating a membership because they had this thought of like, oh, let me put everything in one place. But then it was really hard to keep up with the community. It's really hard. The recurring payment thing has been difficult because there are so many different memberships. Do you still feel good about that format and that offer? I do. We just did increase the price. Current members got to keep their price, but any business person will and has told me I should not be doing this. They say that I should not be giving away everything in one spot like that, but I just can't listen to that because I have seen it help so many people. So I do still like having this like this, and I don't hold myself to oh, you'll get a new resource every month. You'll get a new resource every week. I'm in some membership groups where people talk about those things. And I think that can add a lot of pressure to you. I don't do that. What I do is have you get early access to any new resources that I create. So in the membership, you get it at least a week before anybody else is going to get it. And at least, at least a week, a lot of times more than I'm going to put it on TPT or on my website. So you get early access, but I'm not holding myself to a new product every month or whatever. Like that puts a lot of pressure. I do have a new live PD session every month, but I try to book those out far enough in advance that 
it's not so much pressure. So I feel like if you're doing a membership, just make sure you do what actually works for you. Because I think you can see what other people that have memberships are doing, but that's might not always, I do things opposite of what a lot of people are doing right now, because it's just doesn't work for me. And I, I think that members actually appreciate that. Like they know what to expect. And so if it's not a new thing every month and it's not, you know, but they know that they're going to get early access to new things. They know they're still going to get training. So it's still worth it to stay, you know? Yeah. I, I think what you just said there, there's a couple of really great points. I was giving Megan, I was looking at Megan because I, I think she's probably thinking the same thing and she would have said this anyway, but it's authentic to you. Like you just can't d- just plug in the formula of what somebody else is doing in their business. You have to stay authentic to what feels good for you. And I think in a membership, that's even more important because when you create a membership, you really are, you're creating an ongoing service or, you know, these on, there is an ongoing element to it. And so if you overcommit to what you're delivering or you commit to delivering something that you hate to do, then immediately you're going to get burned out and your members are going to feel it. And you set the, they don't expect that much. Like, I think we also think with memberships, oh, they need to have a new resource every month. They need to have me showing up live. I need to be in there answering questions immediately. But what you're really doing with a membership is cultivating a community and giving them a space to learn this particular thing. And you're just like the uh, you're just the facilitator of that community and the facilitator of the work. And if you can just actually take a step back, people really appreciate the space. And you there's you don't have to keep adding and keep throwing stuff at them. In fact, that's even more that can be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah I think even. Even having everything that I've ever created inside the membership can be overwhelming. So I have a whole start here section, you know, start slow. Here's what it looks like. Here's where you should, you know, go and um, try to help them navigate as much as possible because there's already so much in there. And so when you have a membership and if you, especially if you start with content in there, yeah, it can be overwhelming. So just make sure that, yeah, you're being authentic to what you can handle, what your customers need. And I think that authenticity is so important. Totally. And just, and just to speak to that, you know, instead of thinking just about, all right, what new things am I going to create? What new things am, am I going to put out there? I think people really appreciate my whole thing is, you know, what can you look at that you already have and make tweaks to, to just make it that much better? Is there actually anything you want to remove to reduce that noise? Again, like Alyssa said, you know, as as we're talking about, you can go on social media and follow a ton of people, right, who are talking about many different things and get a lot of information. They're coming to you for a curated experience. So that's not just adding, but you're also kind of, you know, pruning. (laughs) You're, You're the gardener, kind of tending to all of the wonderful things that you're offering. Sometimes that means tweaking something a little bit. Sometimes that means removing something, maybe replacing it eventually or not. But really being thoughtful about the experience that you're creating, a lot of times that, you know, means kind of editing as opposed to creating, which a lot of times is easier. You know, mentally it can feel like, well, I already did this. Do I really want to change it? But that creative process can be hard, creating things. So sometimes just give yourself the permission to just look at something with fresh eyes. You might come up with another example, a different graphic, something that really is what can make the difference and make a great resource truly extraordinary. So I think that's a, a powerful thing that people can look at too with memberships, you know, courses, smaller offers, whatever it is. 
All right, Megan, are you ready to jump into the lightning round? Yes, let's do it. All right. So our first lightning round question, what is uh, one of your favorite business resources? Maybe a book, a podcast, you know, something that you kind of turn to for inspiration, some ideas. Um, so I don't know. I still struggle with like feeling like I'm a business or like a business like person. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just here. I'm just sharing everything that I learned. Like I'm not really a business person. So I do struggle with, you know, I've watched some videos like that I've seen on Facebook or like joined some Facebook groups and stuff for business, but I just feel like I don't relate to those things at all. And I, I probably should be better about that, you know, reading like business books or listening to a podcast that tells you how to run a business. But I haven't, I just haven't gone there yet. I'm still just focused on just giving people what, what they need and, you know, creating and things like that. So, so yeah, that's, it's been a hard, you know, kind of transition to think about it like that, but uh, I'm working on it. I know, you know, I love that answer because I think as, as many, you know, obviously this is a podcast. We hope people uh, listen to this and enjoy it, but you know, I think you can also get really bogged down in listening to things. I know Alyssa has great advice. She gives a lot of people of, you know, pick one person or pick two people. If you're interested in getting some business support and, and kind of lead, find people that you like and follow them and, and, you know, take their advice, but you get a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of resources, so it can get overwhelming. So Sometimes even just blocking it all out and just focusing in. Um, you were talking on extracurricular podcast about how much you enjoy reading research in your own field. You know, that's not business related, but as far as, you know, operating your business, but that is certainly helping you in your business. That's giving you an edge on your content and making you that much more knowledgeable. So I think that that's, that's a, that's a kind of a different refreshing answer. So I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Our next uh, lightning round question is what is your favorite social media platform? So my favorite social media platform is definitely going to be TikTok. I love it. I love posting there. I feel more most confident posting there. I post there most often. And I also love scrolling there. I do not often scroll on other platforms. I will post there, but I don't often scroll. So that's the one where I actually like post and actually like learning things on there as well easier to post yourself there when you you know actually enjoy it. So it's good to find a, a space that you are comfortable and excited to be on for sure. All right. And our last one, um, what is a, a great piece of business advice that you've received or kind of something that you've kept with you to, to help keep you going in all these great things that you're doing? I think the thing that helps me the most is always to just remember why. There's been a couple times where I've gotten kind of lost in the business and they, like part of it and felt like, okay, I need to be advertising. I need to be marketing and doing this and that and all these business things. And I did that probably for like a straight month or two. And it was like overwhelming. And I started to feel really, I got a lot of anxiety during those months. And I just felt really like, just not good. And I stopped and I was like, I have to take a step back for a second and I was like, why am I doing all this? Like, what is my reason? Why do I even share? Why am I thinking that I even need to market? What is, you know, and so stopping and remembering why I started doing this in the first place is literally like my whole driving thing. And if I stick to that, that's when I feel the best. And that's when things seem to go the best is just, you know, because you can, you can get into 
especially if you scroll through social media, you know, that imposter syndrome that I know we had discussed a little bit earlier can start to set in or even just like feeling like, you know, I've seen people where like I've created something and then I see like the exact same thing from someone else or, you know what I mean? And so that can get, it can get like overwhelming. You can start to feel like that you're competing with other people or something like that. And I just, I can't operate on any of those feelings, um, which is why I kind of limit, you know, when I look at comments or which, where I scroll and things like that, because that can deflect me from my goal. And so if I always keep my goal in mind and my why, I think that's, that's the most important thing. And then also just being myself. Um, You know, I know we talked about it earlier and I'm like, even if I thought I was supposed to dress up for this thing, I'm not going to because my thing is, you know, relating to everybody and just being relatable and making sure that I connect with with people and just being yourself. And so that's what works for me. I so appreciate that authentic, refreshing take. And I love how purpose driven you are in your business, which I think is really the ultimate business flex because if you can't tie yourself back to your purpose, then, you know, why are you here and your people are going to feel that. So I just love your intention and, and the way that you keep coming back to your why all of your advice here today and how authentic it was. Um, I also love that you're not dressed up because neither am I, and I feel exactly the same as you do about that. So really refreshing to hear that. Heidi, thank you so much. Where can our listeners get connected with you? I know you mentioned TikTok. Can you just t- walk us through uh, where they can find you? Of course. So my TikTok is Drop in Knowledge W Heidi. Everywhere else is Drop in Knowledge with Heidi. There's no G on the drop in. Um, my website, www.dropinknowledge.com, has tons of information, um, free stuff, all that stuff. If anyone's interested in literacy, that's all there. So. Amazing. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Megan. We'll see everybody in the next episode. If you had a light bulb moment during this episode, or you thought of an idea to share, join us inside our podcast community to tell us your thoughts on both the extracurricular and that teacher podcast. We have a space for you to comment and chat with one another about each episode. We believe that sharing our experiences as educators is what keeps us moving, learning, and experiencing more of a sense of connection. You can join us inside the community to access all the podcast episodes and the discussion prompts. Just click on join community when you go to poppd.co.